Maybe I'm crazy, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest dancer of all time. The greatest answer? Greatest dancer. Alan Iverson. Mm -hmm. He's the greatest dancer. Dancer! Yes! What did you I think I said? The I greatest answer? answer? Yeah, three. Alan Iverson is the greatest dancer of yeah, all time. Okay. You're right about that. <laughs> Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe oh, I'm Crazy Podcast. God. I'm Joy Taylor, that's Brandon Newman. Hola. Uh, that's a fit right there. It's, you know what I'm saying? Bringing the bucket hats back. Lord, Lamar Jackson's here, we home, bringing culture back to Boston. Oh yeah, you are hype about that, huh? Woo, yes ma'am, I is. I like his answer, that he was glad because he brought it. He only had one suit. Oh, yes. That was cute. I like when guys are cheeky about it. You know, make a little joke. It, it is. It is cute, but also, like, his face. We got to get. We gotta fix that. What are you talking about? He just looks like Daffy Duck. You know what I'm saying? I hope, hope that you are very. Wins. You are very, uh, for someone who who just decided they were handsome, you are very critical of other people's faces. It's not a It's not a negative thing. Daffy Duck is very popular. Okay. I don't, I try that. Try telling someone they look like Daffy <laughs> Duck and see what their reaction is. Okay. I don't think you're going to get okay. the, the same response that you're. You're pushing right now. Okay. Uh, lots of stuff today. Matt Barnes joins us. Yes. We have a great discussion with Matt Barnes. Yes. Um, Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. LeVar Ball, uh, some NBA pettiness, some NBA beefs, um, some a great lit list, as I alluded to at the beginning of the show, yes. and uh, loser power rankings, and so much going on in New England for the petty report. Mm. So, let's start with our guest, Matt Barnes. All right. Matt Barnes is gracious with his presence. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to talk to you uh, for a few weeks now because you put out something very interesting with Bleacher Report mm -hmm. um, about the smoking of the marijuana. Yes. Cannibal yes. Cannabis. 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 I yeah. call it weed. But weed, I yeah. <laughs> I uh, we got to call it that proper name until we right. get in. Uh, right, right, my mom right. calls it dope. Right, Ooh. That, that, I like that. Which that's, I think is hilarious. That's, that's dope. My, <laughs> my favorite. you smoking dope. My favorite is reefer. Because it's it old sounds lady. like it smells. Real old yes, lady. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, old people call reefer. it old, old people call it reefer. Yeah. Um, my, my mom was funny about it though, because she thinks she's slick. She's like, oh yeah, I, I was hitchhiking on my way to uh, Woodstock before uh, your grandmother stopped me. But then you want to call it dope. <laughs> uh, all right, ma. She was out there. Eh, yeah. we, we we on to you. Um, but uh, I want to start with you coaching your two sons. Yes. Matt has two adorable twins. Yes, um, and they just won a championship, right? Yes. Congrats. It's awesome, man. It's uh, it's cool. I mean, I love, I love the game. I just think I stepped away at the right time, mm. um, just to spend more for that reason to be able to spend more time with my kids. Um, you know, now I'm coaching them, and it's just it's really empowering to, to get these eight and nine year olds to to really believe in themselves so much to kind of almost play out of their body. We're playing up at ten and eleven, and we're only eight and nine, and we're mm. winning championships. So I got these kids out here like a whole team of how scrappy I am. Plus, you know, skill. So it's just amazing to see, like, how much fun they're having while we're doing it. Well, your son's got to see you play a little bit. Right. So they, that's that's a little different. Like, my, yeah. my nephews, my brother coaches my nephews, and they, they got to see him play, but they were mm -hmm. little. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't think they really understood yeah. as much. But your sons are, they're not that. Yeah, no, my boys either. have been luckily been able to travel to us since the Clippers. So, you know, they've been around Chris Paul and Blake and DeAndre and Jamal Crawford and then. Boogie Cousins and then the whole Warriors team. They traveled last year during the whole playoffs finals on the planes, practicing with us, shooting in the finals against Katie and Steph. My twins had a shootout against them. Wow. So, like, their basketball IQ is crazy. So to be able to see them, like, call the game or know when to attack or know when to run a pick and roll at nine years old, it's just amazing to see. You're running pick and rolls? Yeah, no, we're, we're out here playing, man. We're like the number one. I think we're number one team in Southern California for 9U. Mm. 
So, so we, uh, Paul, okay, Paul, Paul Pierce's bit. team is really good too. So they beat us before. So now that I'm coaching, we're a little different team. So we're excited to see them this summer. How was it uh, having them with you when you got your rings at championship? I, I was just watching. That, that was the that best was... part, man. To be honest with you, because if you follow my career, man, I always took less money to be on winning teams. Like I wanted to win. Like mm-hmm. to me, when you win, that's the ultimate goal. The money's great, but I probably turned down probably close to thirty million dollars in my over my career to Dang. take less to win. To be honest with you. On top of me and find a lot, but anyway. <laughs> so you know, I, so I get to the Warriors, crazy enough, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm playing for KD. You know, no one can replace KD. I'm just out there being me and just keeping the team going because it's like the Patriots. You plug a person in and knows how to play, you're going to be fine. So mm-hmm. um, it was seamless. Um, the game KD comes back, I sprint like almost break my ankle like in the first three minutes of the game. So then I've never swollen my whole career. I probably missed. Maybe the only time I've ever really missed time was when I had knee surgery. Like, this ankle blew up. And I'm like, okay, first round of the playoffs in a week, I'm going to be fine. And my ankle, it was just terrible. So so for me to have to, to fight my whole career to finally get there and then not be out there going to war with my mm. dogs, like, that killed me. Mm. You know what I mean? So at this, But at the same time, I was still a great teammate, encouraging, pulling guys to the side, talking. But the actual fact that not being able to be out there with them really hurt. You know what I mean? So, like... I kind of look at this championship with all due respect to the Warriors for the opportunity. Like, I don't really feel like I earned it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like my over my career path, I earned it. Right. But actually being a dog out there fighting, I don't feel like I earned it. So to get back to your point, having my kids there, that's what kind of gave me the balance. Like, my kids were there. They got to hang out with these dudes. They got their own rings. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the dopest part about it. Yeah, awesome. I would disagree with that. I, I think you <laughs> contributed a lot to that team. And, I, yeah. I yeah. Uh, no, up until the playoffs, like, but then, yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, and being being part a, of getting you're to the playoffs. Right. Right. But I'm just not one of those persons, like, nothing's ever been handed to me, and I feel like that kind of got handed to me. So. Well, <laughs> so now that you aren't playing anymore, when you look back on – I, I mean, you got a ring, so I guess the the you, know, you can't replace thirty, 30 million is a lot. That's a lot of money. Does, does, yeah. does it bother you at all? Like, do you when you see like the contracts that these guys are getting and not winning? No, I'm um, happy. I'm happy for it. Like, you can never fault a player for getting the money. Like, some of these guys definitely don't deserve it. Like, I can straight up tell you. And I was one of the guys that were still underpaid my whole career. You know, despite you know. 30 might have been a stretch, maybe 20. But it, we could look back. It's probably 20 million that I probably gave 20 up. 20 is still a lot of money. Still yeah. a lot, right? You know what I mean? But some you can't never blame a player for a team giving them a, a, a lot of money. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, I'm happy. Get your money. But guys are definitely overpaid. But that's just what the, the – it's the boom of the NBA. It's the evolution of the NBA. Everyone behind them created this path for these guys because now we're, you know, we're on the way to possibly being one of the – you know, right next to soccer is the, the biggest sport mm-hmm. in the world, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you 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 make what you're worth. You make what someone's willing to pay – what you are worth what someone's willing to pay you right. as, far, as far as the money goes. Right. Like, he gave Hassan Whiteside a bajillion dollars. Right. He had it's like two points. Yeah, yeah. He had fault. two points in the right. playoff game. I mean, you gotta pray harder for him. I, I haven't been in the prayer closet. Yeah, I think I'm out. I think I'm saving my prayers for someone else other than Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> I think Pat Riley's on that, on that uh, tip too. So you were you were an enforcer in your in your career. I feel like I'm watching the Cavs the other night. I'm like you know, as much as I cannot stand Delavadova, like mm-hmm. I can't stand Delavadova. I feel like they could use him. He's a dog. He is, I love but Del he's Vidova. not. He's like one of those little dogs. Like, like but you need those still. You can you can always use them. You know what I mean. And that's what kind of Tristan Thompson brings to the team. And I hope he can mentally get back into it after mm. going through all. They play great in game yeah, seven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that's, that's battle tested. You know what I mean. So you got to be able to separate. And that's the crazy thing about me was my life played out throughout my whole career. You know what I mean. My mom died, and I played the day after that when I was with the Warriors. And I had a nasty divorce. I got into it with a former teammate, but all this is during the season. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to separate 
what you have going on in your personal life and be a professional at all times. And, and sometimes that's really hard. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, being in and out of the lineup, you know what I mean? So he kind of, he probably went to a sunken place, you know what I mean, mm. for a little bit. And he got it, you know, he got a fresh start the other night and, and performed for him. The sunken place being tied to the Kardashians. Yes, just want to put that, just yeah, throw it yeah, out yeah. there. No, that, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I just think as an athlete, it wasn't really a shot at them. Mm-hmm. And, and now I see where you're going, where, <laughs> where, where, where that went. And that wasn't what it meant, but on some real, but on some yeah. real talk, like, no, you literally mean you got to understand like, as an athlete, like, your confidence and your rhythm is everything. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Hassan Whiteside, in and out. Like, you have to know when you're going to go in the game. It's hard when you've already been there and done it to be, okay, I'm going to play you today not playing that that is hard as an athlete to get going you mm-hmm. know what I mean so I hope Tristan hops out of that because I, I mean they're going to need him LeBron can only do so much well uh not to go dark but like a, a lot of times whenever athletes have uh tragedies like everyone was on Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. um not in his case but like we're just kind of surprised that he played after his sister died what what was that uh moment like for you like was it something you wanted to do or you felt like you had to do um, it when was your mom crazy died? man this is this is it's kind of deep and it has a lot of layers so my mom was diagnosed with cancer november 1st 2007 and died november 27th so within 26 days she died wow. so she was kind of like the team mom for that we believe team like after right. the game we all would go take shots in the bar my mom's in there with the other moms with the players taking shots doing all that kind of stuff so she was like the really like the like the rallier for that team so the beginning of that next season, November 1st is the beginning of the season. I find out that day she has cancer, and it just hit her bad fast. You know what I mean? And through the whole time, so she was in Sacramento. I was in the Bay. I was driving back and forth every single day, sometimes missing practice, sometimes missing shoot-around, but always trying to get back for the game. So the the final night, we played the Phoenix Suns, and you know I was there by her side. I had missed practice for like three days. She was cool, kind of in and out, sleeping a lot. And she's like, you know, baby, go back and play. Like, your team needs you tonight. Go back and play and then come back and see me when you're done. So I'm like, okay. So I drove to the game last minute, made, played really well, played really well, played against the Phoenix Suns, almost had a triple-double. And then we went to overtime. So I hit her after the game. She watched the game. Um, you know, I, she, she thought, I know you're tired. You know, um, just come see me in the morning. So I'm like, all right. So we do that. And then she ends up dying at 4 a.m. that evening or – that morning, six around four or five a.m. that morning. So, I drive back the next morning, and it was just like, damn, it was devastating. Like, damn, she told me to stay, and I stayed, and then she dies. Why, you know? So, it was crazy. Um, but I just felt like throughout the whole process, she just always wanted me. Like, okay, you know, you don't have to go to practice, but I want you to play in the games because she would still watch me, you know. So, just the next day, we happened to play in Sacramento mm. against the Kings as the Warriors. So I just, you know, I went out there and and played. So it was. Uh, I think it was just something to be able to take my mind off it, however briefly it was, because, like I said, our worlds are crazy. So mm-hmm. if you get that two hours to just fall in love with the game, you can kind of just tune the rest of the world out. And so I, th- I think that's why some athletes come, sometimes cope with playing, because it's, it's your escape for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the, wow. uh, we, I mean, Kyle Korver took time off. You know, his brother uh, just passed. It's <clears throat> very dark. But uh, but it's, it is. it is Like, we've been talking about Tristan not being uh, around, and he's obviously dealing with a lot. And right. that's kind of like, to me, I don't know how I would be able to separate it, but I guess because, you, you know, to. it's just a it, – it, you have well, – You, you I, chose it. You, you chose it, it, but nobody would blame you for not doing it, though. Right. They would, though. People still – you still get – you mm. know, you still get blamed no matter what. You got a lot of money. You know what I mean? So – you have to go out there and Maybe play. Maybe in Tristan's case. Yeah. But, but like oh, in general. your case. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And like Kyle Corbett's oh, case. No, or no, Isaiah no. Thomas or no. something. That's but they the still situation. look at us like we have to be superhuman. Like we're just like everybody else. We just don't 
get a really chance. Like, we divorce, we lose people, we're sick, but for that two hours, we're superhuman because we get paid so much money, so we're not almost human-like. Right. We still face the same day-to-day BS that everyone does and hardships everyone does. Well, since you mentioned that, uh, we were talking, well, everyone was talking about uh, Russell Westbrook and his reaction to the fans mm-hmm. afterwards. Utah. Yeah, Utah's yeah. Dirty. so I want to ask about Utah, Man. but before we get to Utah, um, I, I love Russ. I love how Russ plays. He, he reminds me of Jordan. Obviously, he's got to do some winning and like you know Carmelo Anthony needs to score more than five points but that's a whole other situation um but I don't the, the whole thing with fans like remember earlier in the year the fan ran on the court like was ran up in Russ's face mm-hmm. to me like that's that's where the separation between the fans and players like gets crazy like what if that guy like stabbed Russ like if Russ Anything. punches him in the face people like Russ would get in a guy. lot of trouble right. but, but, if, but if Russ gets stabbed then what you know what I mean? You don't yeah. know these people are doing these people are crazy. Man, people are out of their minds. Man. So he's walking off the court and this guy shoves a phone in his face, which I mean, if you do that on a street, you're getting swung on. Immediately. So and, if and, you're lucky, all I'm you sorry, get all, but, all that happens is you get swung on. But right now you're getting you're as a fan, you're getting sw- we just never know. Like you said, what if he tried to hit Russ in the face with the phone? Like I'm I'd rather swing and get in trouble than get hit in the face mm-hmm. with the phone yeah. from a fan when I'm not expecting or they run so I have really strong feelings about this and I think Jason Whitlock spoke on it yesterday and Steven Jackson got on him about it, but I don't you unless you're into it, you never understand that. Because fans think because they pay you this amount of money, they could say whatever. Right. They've talked about my kids, mm. my ex wife, and you could talk about me personally all you want because they pay me a lot of money to be able to handle that, but talking about my kids and my you know, even mm-hmm. though my life is out there, like they just think they can say anything you want. And then to to Utah as a whole, that is the most racist crowd I've ever really? played in Nigga was thrown around so many times out there with that We Believe team. You can ask Baron. You can ask Jack. Wow. You could ask Al. You can, it, nigger was, it was nigger because it was the white people out there. Wow. Out, man, every, it was cr- insane. Insane. Dang. So I mean, for, just so. So wh- for Russ to feel that, I, I feel Russ. Like, I'm, I would have been right behind Russ. You know me. So I just, like I said, <laughs> you pay and, and respect and, and you have a right to yell. But, you know, understand at the end of the day, we're still men. So if you come out, you you te- you poke the wrong animal, you're going to get swung on. Is it is it is it that much worse in Utah no than question. anywhere else? No, I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's better with the most racist place I've ever played in 15 years with Utah, hands down. Hands the jazz. Down. Hands, the irony. Hands down. The fans, you know, the, the Mormon. And, and that, yeah. they, like I said, that's not to label all of them because some of them are great. I have a little kid that I gave my game shoes to probably for like the last 11 years. I invited mm-hmm. people. I gave fans. So, like I said, don't let me lump all of them. Right, but, but still. some fans there, Boy. the most racist fans ever. Yeah, yeah, it's never wow. anything in all. Right. But, but that's what, the, but, you know, when I say, oh, Matt says all of Utah's racist, that's what they're going to yeah, say. To be you know clear, I mean? Matt did not say right. all of no. Utah's racist. Right. He could have. It's, it's mostly racist. <laughs> he did not, it's, but he could It's mostly racist. Yeah. Uh, what do you, I mean, I've been to a, a lot of sporting events where fans are crazy, but um, football's just different. Football, football. I don't even, I don't like going to football games anymore. Like I gotta sit in. I'm, I'm, I'm an elitist. Like Who's I gotta, you? I gotta I'm sit in the box. Um, basketball you. games different, but I'm also like I don't. I'm just, I'm just different. Like if you, if you say something that like that next to me, it's, it's a wrap for real. You're trying to start something. But listen, God protects me because I don't get put in situations like that. Right, like good. it just doesn't happen to mm-hmm. me because God has a plan. God's plan. Gotta follow it because that's what I don't have. A, I, I I lost my I literally lost my last drop of patience in life yesterday. I fell and leave me. I did. It's gone now. Out here is. It's gone. I have, I have no more. I have no more patience. People I felt it leave you, me. Yeah. No. I told I told my producer Ashley. I was like, that's it. 
It's a wrap. Oh, not, Anything else from here on out, like it's free smoke because right. I have no more patience. For, for, speaking of smoke, you might need to come smoke with me to bring you back down to yes. earth because that's uh, how I feel. Yeah. Every yeah. Single, okay, so that's a I feel that, that every single day. Yeah. So that's the only thing that keeps me because people, people are crazy. Like they think because you have a, whatever you want to call me, celebrity athlete, whatever, you think that has the right to say it. You can't say anything like, to me. I'm just, I'm a real, I'm a man first. You know what I mean? Like, me and Doc Rivers almost got in a fight when I played on the Clippers because he was talking to me like I wasn't a man. Like, mm. don't, I don't give a what your title is. I'm a man first. I'm a father. How am I going to look at my kids if I just let you disrespect me as a man? So, no time just be for cool, it. man. Like, I, I'm very, when people meet me, I'm very cool. I, I give everybody respect. Like, that's all I ask back. Don't just think you could do anything. Doc, I feel like Doc gets into it with a lot of people. Doc is just funny, man. But let's talk about cannabis. What are we talking okay. about? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Doc Rivers, we're gonna cannabis. Come, we're going to come back to yeah, that then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you did a, you did a, I guess like a, uh, I'll call it a project with right. Bleacher Report. Um, right. You, uh, Al Harrington, Tino um, Mobley, Tino, yeah, Kenya, um, Martin. Kenya. and your, yeah, Kenyon. Um, and Ken, we had Kenyon on the podcast. He co- he uh, said he coaches with his son at Sierra Canyon. Fun, man. He said it's he, so fun. He loses his mind though. He's like bad. He's yelling at refs and screaming and stuff. I still yell at refs a little bit now. I can't get fined, so they really got to watch out. But oh. I really have to kind of watch myself because I'm still around, you know, eight yeah, nine year olds for the most part. Can't teach them bad so. habits. Um, okay, so you talked a lot about um, weed. Let's call it weed. There we go. Uh, <laughs> weed, smoking weed, and to me, it's interesting because I have really strong opinions about the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, while I appreciate modern medicine very much. Mm-hmm. I also think that they're in the business of keeping people sick because that's how you make money. Mm, no question. Uh, healing <laughs> people is a much uh, is not a very lucrative business to right. be in uh, if you're into medicine. So I think uh, obviously people are huge hypocrites about weed. Um, and uh, look, it's not just because I live in California. I grew up in Pittsburgh uh, and spent time in Miami. It's not legal there. Although Miami, nobody gives a, nobody gives a shit in Miami. Yeah, everything's legal there. <laughs> yeah, and nobody cares. Um, but. It's now starting to become legal around the country, and there's a conversation of whether it should be implemented into um, professional sports leagues. So I've heard, obviously, my brother played for 15 years, so he had multiple injuries. Mm -hmm. Everybody who plays professional Mm -hmm. sports has some sort of major injury. Especially football. You're guaranteed to have an injury in football. Mm -hmm. Um, But they hand out pills like they're candy, Mm -hmm. like they will literally give you a handful of pills. Pills mm-hmm. that if I took one half of them, I would be passed out on the floor. Yeah. These guys have to take every day just to go work out. A few mm-hmm. of them. Yes. A few of them. No, no. like handfuls. Like, right. oh, here, here, like take this handful of stuff. I took four. I played for, I played for college football at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I took four ibuprofen and four Tylenol after every practice. Had to. Yeah. Th- and that's like, that's a lot. And I'm yeah. talking about like the hard but yeah, yeah, so, yeah it's I'm true. talking about now we're Oxycons and Norcos and Vicodin. Yeah, and Vicodin. Like, and this and is like, I feel what you're talking about, but right. like on this next level. And like I said, this is on the basketball side. Yeah. So I couldn't even speak on what the foot. My brother played nine years in the Canadian League and he can, it's a, he retired maybe three years ago and it, he just kind of started walking like a little bit normal yeah. just recently. Right. You know what I mean? Torn so it's Achilles, offensive to knee. me that the, the idea that you would get suspended. Uh, someone like Josh Gordon, who obviously had some other issues as well, right. but like someone who is at the top of their game gets suspended or lose money for weed when you're literally just forking over piles of Vicodin to these guys. So do you think that we're getting closer to a space where it's going to be legalized for sports leagues, maybe at least in the like if you play in a state, for example, where it's legal? Um, I don't think you can end, go. It has to be everyone or no one. 
So mm-hmm. I don't think they can go individual states. But I think, and this is just my thinking, there's no fact behind this, but I'm just looking bigger picture. The the pharmaceutical industry are the biggest naysayers on the weed. They're the, probably the ones that are keeping the weed from being more, you know, because they're, they're, they're very powerful throughout right. the country, whatever you want to call them, their groups. So... But the fact that we're talking about it means we're making headway. The fact that Adam Silver is willing to listen to conversation, the fact that David Stern already sat down and talked about it. I think the fact that Major League Baseball and the NFL only test one time in the preseason for marijuana, and then they did, they just test for, for, for performance-enhancing drugs the rest of the season. So it's not that you're saying, hey, smoke weed. We're just saying we're not going to test for it. You know what I mean? So I think that – there's an image that obviously athletes want to upheld and we don't want to te- we don't want to send the kids the wrong message obviously that's probably one of our biggest focuses so it's not like you're saying hey you can smoke weed now we're promoting it we're just not testing for it you know what i mean and it's, and a, it's a responsible thing as an athlete like i'm more free flowing with it now because i'm done so i'm not censored by anyone I don't, you can't find me no more like you used to always find me seventy five hundred dollars for everything i said in social media you can't <laughs> do that to me no more you know what i mean so i'm gonna live and show people who the real me is because i was still this is how i was acting and, and the fun i was having sometimes when i was playing like this is a day-to-day routine for me you know so it's just i think the fact that we're talking about has come a long way and um, I think CBDs and the creams and stuff will probably make their way into this professional sports now that it's cleared first. But I want to say within the next two or three years, I just think, you know, they will probably limit the testing on marijuana, kind of allowing you to, if needed, use it. But while I see what you're saying about, like, them only testing once a year and things like that, so they're kind of like, uh, we know you guys do it. To me, that's more of protecting the product as far as keeping players out there than it is letting them actually smoke right. because they know they're smoking right so right. like so the- why fi- i mean I'm, and i'm gonna let it go now because you know i'm kind of out and i just keep it real i was in the, the the drug rehab program in the nba twice and there was probably close to half the nba in there and mm. probably 90 percent of them were in there for weed you know what i mean right, and, these, so- and these are everyone from your favorite player one of your, your favorite players to rookies to role players to vets to all everyday all-stars. Like, it's just something that's done. We need it. You know, like I said, and not to make it seem like we're addicts or need something, but you need some sort of vice. And when I say vice, I don't mean it in the wrong way. But for football, baseball, basketball, hockey, day-to-day travel schedules, my, you're either going to have a glass of wine, you're going to have a, a cocktail, you might pop pills. You know, shoot, some people are even going to streams of doing cocaine, like – alcohol, cigarettes, like it's, you're going to do something. To me, as a president or a GM or a coach, I'd much rather have my, my, my player smoke a joint and keep his ass in the house than out in the clubs, popping bottles, popping pills, driving around unsafe. Mm. See, I don't even want to label it like that. Like, I hear where you're coming from, and, and the, the bigger picture to me is always, like, sports is a microcosm of society. In, the, in, a, in a negative way, uh, like, whenever there's a domestic violence situation, people are always like, oh, you know, athletes are so violent or whatever, like, uh, no, one in four women are physically right. or, or, or have an issue Men with domestic violence in the the world, like right. in the whole world. So if you take a small portion of that, like there's going to be a portion of that also, just like with everything else in the world. So think about your day to day life. Think of how many people you know that smoke. Well, yeah, that many people then transfer over into sports of people that smoke. Right. Like that's it's it's that's just what it is. Take a sliver of everything, and that's what it is in sports too. So there's there's no difference. But I don't even look at it at, in that way. Like that you need a vice. To me, just just legalize it for pain purposes. Like there's there's enough studies behind it as far as the medical side of it goes. That if you have the audacity to give these guys Vicodin like their Tic Tacs, 
how can you then tell them they can't smoke weed, which which would the the actual science behind it proves it doesn't have anywhere near the medical effects that being addicted to a, a Vicodin. Well, the wrong, the wrong people are getting paid mm, right, at this point. Well, like yeah, I mean, we all know it comes down yeah, to money. Yeah. They're a titan, you know what I mean? Like, they're a titan in the industry, so it's going to be hard to knock them off. But we're in a, you know, an opioid epidemic, you know? And people yeah. are dying all that. Like, I lost friends from high school. I went to, you know, a predominantly white high school, so Oxycontins and all that was back around, like, in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I lost friends that overdosed on pills, you know what I mean? So it's just like, but they don't care when you see these these commercials or these ads about those, you know what I mean? I mean, they don't, they don't say nothing when you see the alcohol ads when people are getting DOIs. They don't say nothing when you see the cigarettes blasting in your face 24-7, 365, and you know cigarettes are killing people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, too, and Timmy, not to cut you off again, Joy, but it's a it's labeled a black thing. So you see rappers doing it. It's a, it. You see people in the hood doing it. You see black athletes doing it. So you're like, okay, well, this is one way. Well, we don't want them. This and then, you know, They want to make everything a negative stereotype instead. Like, this is really helping a lot of people. Called coping. Self medicate. We we come from the day we're born, we're in a stressful environment. Right. You know what I mean? You talk about, you know, like some people, and I wasn't, my situation wasn't this bad, but some people are waking up to gunshots every single day. Mm -hmm. Like that is a stressful environment. So if I want to smoke a joint to kind of ease my mind and focus for the day, I shouldn't be penalized for it. Mm. Well, uh, you already said it, so I'll just piggyback on that. That's what it really is, because you, you, you had the, like, D.A.R.E. program, which really just introduced drugs to the hood, and for being honest about it. Man. Like, you, you, you have this connotation behind it that weed is, like, a ghetto thing to right. do or a hood right. thing to do. Right. And, uh, I mean, part of the reason why it's become legalized now is because it's been labeled medical, and now yeah. it's, not a, it's not so... Not so taboo anymore, right. you know. You, you're not you're not a hippie anymore if you smoke right. weed. You're you're medicating, mm-hmm. and you need it for chronic pain, and you need it for your anxiety or whatever else. So now it's moved in, and and it's a good thing overall. It's unfortunate that it had to be rebranded, but that's really what what all this is coming down to. But that said, since that is the stereotype of it, and you are open about smoking, obviously, you right. know, you're smoking in these videos and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, for some people who are, you know, like clutching, clutching your pearls is my, is my, it's my, it's my phrase today. I like it. Right? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> some people are clutching their pearls over it. How do you, how, what kind of conversation would you have with someone who was like, hey, you're coaching my nine-year-old son right. and you're very open about smoking weed and right. not even like, you know, right. you're not like, oh, this is, I use a little bit, like I smoke every day and you're unashamed of it. It's right. like, how do you talk I, to your nine-year-old son I would it? want them to have. The parents, I, w- I would hope they would all come and have a conversation with me. I would love to sit down and talk to them about it. And to touch on with the twins, I actually had to tell the twins last summer. So it was something I never, trust me, like I'm not, and I love my kids to death. I would never do. I grew up in that kind of environment, so I know how to fend my kids and shield them from stuff. But one night I put them to bed, and I w- went in the backyard and smoked a joint. It was a hell of a day. You know what I mean? Like I think we had a tournament that weekend, so, you know, two or three different games. So I put them to sleep and they look out their window and they see me in the backyard smoking. So the next morning they come down and say, Daddy, you're smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, last night we saw you smoking cigarette. I was just like, oh, no, I wasn't smoking a cigarette. And so I was just like, oh, it's real. Like, I, I can't mm-hmm. run from this right now. I got to talk to them. And they're only eight. So I'm like, no, Daddy wasn't smoking a cigarette. They're like, well, what were you smoking? And I said, Daddy was smoking a joint. And they're like, what's a joint? So they're eight. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, get at me. So I just told him, I was like, you know how daddy is really sore. My knees hurt, my ankle hurts, my back hurts. Like, so instead of drinking alcohol or taking pills, daddy smokes a joint and my whole body feels better. Mm. And they're like, it was, it was, I wish it can. They're like, wow. 
<laughs> and 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 I'm just like in a lot, and I was like, and sometimes it helps me sleep. They're like, okay, okay. So then one of my sons is kind of the, the uh, dramatic one. So he says, Daddy, well, you know my ankle and my knee hurt all the time, so when can I smoke? I said, oh, Well, yeah, that's what they say. Like, what, what so, do you no, say so, yeah, when so, so, when, so when he told me, I was just like, no, I was just like, you have to be at least 30 to be able to smoke because you have to understand it and manage it. And then he's like, okay, so you're trying to tell me when I'm really old, I can smoke. And I said, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was just really the way I broke it down to him. Like, I said, you really can't. I was someone, my, my dad was a drug dealer. My parents did drugs. So I'm someone that grew up in it, see, peeing seeing people snort lines like the like the like the Scarface stuff without all the guns and all that kind of like I saw like drugs like that around me you know mm. what I mean so it was just like I grew up in it and I just chose not to go that route you know I happened to pick up weed at 14 and I I knew how it made me feel you know what I mean so I've been smoking since I was 14 and through all through high school all through college all through the NBA because I knew how it feels and I love that there's medical and, and and scientific research to back up the way I already knew how it made me feel but now these doctors are telling you like this is what it does for you and this is the benefits and this is that so but I knew that as a smoker what it did for me so no matter even if it was legal illegal or I would have been down upon and I risked a lot of money and got fined a lot of money too for going in these programs I needed that that was my thing I knew it didn't make me a bad person I knew it got me through and kept me from probably being a bad person so mm. I, I was going to find a way to maneuver through my whole, really my whole, I've been 14, I'm 37 now. You know what I mean? So for the last 23 years I've been smoking, I've just been able to maneuver it. Well, uh, tell your son 30's not old. Right. But if that's what he thinks, <laughs> okay. that's what he thinks. Yeah. No, that's that's a good uh, that's a good age. Because um, I just think, to be young. honest with you, society, you don't know what they're watching on their phones. My my kids are going to, someone's going to bring my kid a, my, my kids a joint at one point, probably in their early 13, 14, 15. So I'd much rather them be like, be comfortable enough to tell me, Daddy, someone did this, or right. be comfortable enough to tell me, like, Daddy, I tried this. I don't want right. to be one of the, because I grew up with kids' parents that were too strict, so I knew everything their parents preached, and then as soon as they got outside the house, they ran wild. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So I want to, I want to game my kids for this world because this world is crazy. So I want to have that open conversation, and it had to happen at eight. You know what I mean? But now we're on the same page. I don't smoke in front of them. You know what I mean? They're not on Instagram, so they don't really see me doing it sometimes. But like I said, they're going to understand at some point that's just what daddy does. And it's just like if your dad is drinking a drinking a drink at the end of the night. Sure. Mm. So. Yeah. But again, like I don't even I don't even look at like at it like that. Um, it, it's to me, it's just more of like on a bigger societal level, like the amount of people that are in jail for weed, oh, and now that it's legal is just like infuriating ridiculous. to me. But yeah. that's a whole other conversation. But as far as sports goes, I I am a huge advocate for just not being a an issue at all. And if you if you think it's like a gateway thing or whatever else, like a person who has addiction problems is going to have addiction problems whether they smoke weed or do anything else. Thanks. So to uh, me, just just, just do just do your research. You right. know, I mean, just look it up, read about it. You know what I mean? You're gonna find stuff you do like, you don't like. But I just want you to at least have the, the just just give it a chance you know what I mean like like I said it was such a stereotyped situation back in the day and it's just not the fact so do your research and you still have the same opinion I respect that regardless but it's not going to stop me from moving well before mm. we let you go uh speaking of of 30 being old uh LeBron <laughs> is playing at just an unbelievable level nice segue out of the the weed conversation um but I want to get your opinion on it um he played unbelievable despite the fact that he had to go game seven and drag that entire team uh through that series uh do you, do you think that with the way the team that's assembled right now, obviously you know the Warriors very well, and we're assuming that they're going to make it to the finals because I don't trust Houston. Um, can he beat them? No. I don't. I think whoever comes out of the West, and this is all due respect to the East because I love the way Boston's playing. I love Philly's my new favorite team. Mm. Um, 
I still see Cleveland coming out of the East crazy enough. And, and that's, you know, holy knock on wood that LeBron can just stay. If LeBron can stay healthy, I just don't – I would love to see it happen, but I just don't see anyone dethroning him. And I, and I think uh, the resurgent, like I said, of Chris, uh, Tristan Thompson, they need him. They need Kevin Love to step up. They need J.R. Smith to step up. They need these guys. They need Kyle Korver has been playing well. They need these guys that have been there to help this man, you know what I mean? And that's going to give Jordan Clark Clarkson confidence. That's going to give Larry Nance confidence. Mm. That's going to give Jeff Green, if they can get Jeff Green going, Jeff Green's important. It's going to give these other guys confidence to help because they have a talented team. You can just tell that this team was just thrown together. Mm -hmm. The chemistry, There's no chemistry. Right. You mean, so there's only so much LeBron can do when he's doing it. He's superhuman right now, incredible. He's cementing his legacy. Uh, it's already set. But he's, he, he's letting people know what he's still capable of. But there's only so much, man, that he can do. You know, so these other guys are going to have to step up. And if they do, they don't have to be amazing. They just have to contribute, contribute, do what you – the one thing I, I – me and Doc have been back and forth ever since we met, but the one thing I love that he always said was be a star in your role. Know what the hell you got to do on that court and do it to the best of your ability. You know, take your ego out of it. Take everything out of it. Go out there and do your damn job. Do what they pay you for, and that team will win. Yeah. Mm. in. do your job. Yes. Can I Although, Follow-up question? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Why are you asking me? Because it's just, I know he got, he got times going places. Got oh, I'm good. I mean, listen, you guys, you guys no, I was I, late, so you guys can, I can, I can rock with you it's, guys it's, however it's, long you need me. This is a weird question now because of recent events, but <laughs> where were you when you heard your name on 30 Hours from Kanye? Man, I don't... <sighs> Man, I used to love Kanye. Kanye, so I got drafted and I went to the D League, and Kanye got me through the the D League with college. Man, college drop. He was mm. like, I felt like he really spoke to us and understood us. So it's safe and to then, say you missed the old Kanye. I miss. I think the old. The, I think the old Kanye. And I, I don't even want to be crazy enough to say, but my slap the new Kanye. But mm. at the same time, he, Kanye's such an evil genius. I think that if we sat down and really let him, like, we're getting snippets of what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I bet you if we sat down and had a stuff. real conversation with them, yeah. that's like how, the, like, you know, broadcasters always want to put, like, the worst, of, you know, a certain yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think if we sat down and had a conversation with him, I think he's there. He's just on another level. You know what I mean? He's like an evil genius. Yeah. You know, so I think if you sat down and actually had a conversation, I, I bet you he doesn't agree with everything everything Trump does, but he's right. out here saying the wrong stuff to people that he really had a cult following. Yeah. Kanye was one of the, he was, he was on his way up there. You know what I mean? To, so it's just, but where, back to the point, where was yes. I for 30 hours? Yeah. <laughs> I had stopped listening to Kanye. You know oh, what I mean? So people yeah. had to bring it to my attention. So mm -hmm. normally I would have heard, I would have made sure I got it early. You know what I mean? The, the, the album, I but I was just kind of, I, I just wasn't where in, in the same space with him at the time. So people just, a bunch of people had to tell me, and then I listened to it and laughed. And he, the funny enough about the thing was, man, I was 15 minutes away from my ex. I was living in my Marina Del Rey house, and she was in our old Redondo Beach house. So I was 15 minutes away. I had just came back from training camp that day from Santa Barbara. But I was already in town, so it wasn't like I drove in town to go get him like right, that. Right, but once right. he said it on there, it kind of became like I am legend type <laughs> Like, I'm going to drive 90 miles to whoop somebody's ass when I just drove 15 minutes to whoop somebody's ass. You know what I mean? But if Kanye yes. says it, I mean, like, I was just like, dope. I mean, man, Kanye spoke on that. That shit is real. You 90 mean, miles to whoop somebody's ass does sound more gangster than 15 minutes. Crazy, right? Because right? you can't yeah. ride, like, 15 minutes. But if, you heard, you, if you heard the whole story, how it broke down, do, you, do we have time? Yes, we do. I'll just give you the backside of it. <laughs> so, my, my kids, man, my, my uh, so anyway, so I find out he's over at my house with my kids. I'm just going to take it from there. Derek I, Fisher. Yeah, right, Derek right, Fisher. So, Which house? 
so I'm I came back a day f- we had training camp with the Grizzlies. I came back to LA for the day to kind of get more stuff, see my kids. I find out he's there at my old house with my kids because both my kids call or one of my kids called me, then I call my other kid and he tells me. So both my cars are already in Memphis, and this is I didn't have Uber yet, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, how the, how am I gonna get over there? I like Marina Del Rey, Redondo. I can't walk. I don't have no cab number, so I'm like, damn. So I call my homeboy who lived in the, uh, who stayed with me sometimes. He had a Bentley downstairs, so I looked for his key for like 30 minutes, couldn't find it. He was in Vegas and wouldn't answer me. I was mad as a mother. Like, you gotta answer. So he finally hit me back. So he told me where the key was. I went and got it. I go down there. The Bentley has a flat tire. So oh I'm like, man. So I'm just like, I was like, if I mess this car up, I'm just going to pay it back. So I drove yeah. it like two miles an hour, like around probably about four or five minutes to the gas station, filled the tire up. Which one? I, I'm, I live in Marina, Marina Del, Del Rey. Rey. So I went to the backside the, behind uh, where the old, uh, what was the soul food place back there? The soul food place? I've been here for three years. Oh, so you missed it. So I don't even <laughs> yeah, I don't know no the street. So right. you said you're back there. It used to be yeah. the old soul food place. But anyway, there's a gas station back there right by the freeway. So anyway, so so, so then I, I feel the tire up and go. You mm. know what I mean? So it was just like the, the situation to get there was crazy. And and I got there, and it was what it was. I was listening to Tupac on the way to just to kind of get me right to make right. sure I didn't fall. I called Gilbert Arenas, like, yo, I'm about to make a move. You might need to bail me out. So he was on standby. Like, the story is crazy, man. But, like, everyone wants to make it seem like, oh, you're mad about, you, called you know, chill. you're mad about him with your ex. That, that was kind of a dirty move. But to me, man, you can't move. Like, you know my kids are my life. Don't mm. try to move around my kids living in the house I pay for without telling me. As a man, straight up, that's what it comes down to. But anyway, like I said, Man, what was you listen, what Tupac you listen to? Man, what whatever was on. Mm. I mean, I, I rock with all his stuff, but it was you know the the hit him up and you know what I mean <laughs> against all odds, secrets yeah. of war. Like I was on the real Tupac because of Kanye. I was imagining you listening to Tupac for ninety minutes. No, which would have no, been, that been, yeah. been like, oh, he's really yeah. he's method acting right, now. I might have I might have flew. I might have yeah. got out of the car and just this is floated right. inside. No, but like I said, for him to mention it, it was it was. It was crazy because, like I said, I didn't hear it at the time. So I got once I looked on my Twitter, people were telling me, you know, I think my brother might have hit me like, "Yo, you heard Kanye says somebody?" I was like, "Oh, he's talking shit now." And then I heard, <laughs> and then I heard it, and it made me laugh, man. So I was just like, even though it didn't happen that way, it's I guess that's how it happened. Man, you gotta have theme music when you're about to go get it, though. Oh yeah, you gotta you know, got an album. Yeah, uh, t- yeah, got a mixtape. You gotta you have theme music. Did, did you? Uh, well, I told Brandon the story about this. Uh, I don't want to get specifics, but uh, I had to go handle handle some work once. Yeah, and uh, I had love to get my. I had to, huh? Love the gloves. I love no, the way no you gloves. Put that. No gloves. Um, no gloves. I don't get too specific because people know the story. But uh, I had to wake my sister up. Remember, I told you yeah. she was dead asleep, and I was like, "No, we gotta go." Big sister, little sister. Little sister, but she, she, she she's ready. Yeah, she's ready. Okay. Uh, she's been <laughs> in the Air Force for like eleven years. Uh, she don't yeah. play. She's like tatted head to toe. She's 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 very she's quite tough. Okay. Um, but I was like, "Go get up, Tim's hoodie. Let's go." She didn't ask no questions. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. I blacked out. You remember what happened? How were you? Uh, how was I? I was I was too old to be getting in trouble. Mm. You guys, it would have stayed on the record, but mm. we got out of there. And it sometimes was the, it was in the suburbs too. But life comes at you like that, and like I said, like real, like if you think about that situation, like if I wasn't an athlete, people die for like that oh yeah it's very serious you know what i mean like if you separate like Every the day. athlete for the man mm-hmm. like yo you're living in my house with my kids and like you're my homeboy like are you kidding me <laughs> so it's just like you kind of put in perspective on some real shit. it's just like you got away real easy yeah i feel like that's that situation yeah. but him and i uh, could be crazy with you worse. him and i are cool now like i i i can't even talk to my ex she's 
she's god bless her soul the mother of my children but me and Derek communicate about the kids like we're cool i'm not tripping like yo i'm my kids love you you know what i mean and you're good to them if whatever i'm so like it was genuine when they said like they're because everyone wanted to dodge me with oh they're engaged like i knew two weeks before they before it got hit the media that they were engaged my kids told me so i'm genuinely like be happy you know what i mean like my whole thing is our situation didn't work. We can blame it on one another if we want, but the fact is we still have two amazing boys. Let's just be amazing co-parents. Like, I look at, like, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, like, we mm. can have blended families. Like, it's for those two little guys. Like, it has nothing to do with me and you no more. It has everything to do with them. That's good of you, Matt. <laughs> so. This is great. This is great. <laughs> this is great. This is great. gets happy about uh, about happy happy stories. Because I just think there's so many misconceptions out there about me. Like, oh, you're he stole. Like, no, I divorced her. Like, I was off the like. I, I as an athlete, I divorced. I just wasn't happy no more. You know what I mean? So once that ship is sailed, that we got two little amazing boys. So let's just be dope co-parents. Like, what else are to it? And then like all the other stuff. But like I said, there's such a misconception. Like, if you heard like these stories behind these myths about me, you'd be like, oh, damn, he wasn't tripping. Like, I was on weed the whole time, so you know I wasn't tripping. Yeah, I was cool. Was like, if I had yeah, to fight, like, it was because I had to, to you fight. Had, you had to call You know Gilbert. what I mean? Yeah. You had to listen to Tupac. I was, yeah, I was on some real shit back then, so it's just like, like I, if you knew that, like, my friends all laugh when they hear all these stories because they know the real story behind all the stuff my ex pulls and all the, like, the behind the scenes, like, the gimmicks, like, I'm over here smoking a joint, so you know, if anything, I'm in a killer mind. If I have to make a move, I'm going to make a move because it, like, as a man, it has to be done. It's not because I'm out here tripping or crazy. Well, I mean, when Kanye puts it in the song, you know. Like I said, it just adds fuel to the fire, but it's like, like I said, it's not even the truth. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it, the, the, it's not even that it's exciting true. from that standpoint. Sorry, it's 15 Kanye, minutes. it wasn't even the truth. It's 15 <laughs> but, uh, minutes. No, but it, no, I borrowed I, car. I, I, right. It wasn't even, they had a flat, yo, I had to drive a Bentley like four blocks to get it filled up. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to this house tonight. You can't, well, the Uber didn't exist then. No, I don't know. It was 2000. What was it? It was when I was with the Memphis Grizzlies, so 2013. Uber existed. I was just late to Uber. Yeah. Like, I just prefer to drive myself everywhere. You're, yeah, my mom is still late to Uber. Yeah, but I'm an I'm a, I'm a Uber killer now. So. Yeah, yeah, Uber's yeah. the greatest. Yeah. Every time I get I go back to Pittsburgh, Uber's not saturated in Pittsburgh, but every time I go back, I'm like, I'm going to mm. take Uber yeah. where, I, where I go. I'm Uber And she's up, like, yeah. I, I just don't like the idea of you being in a car with a stranger. I'm like, so I'll call, I'll call a cab? <laughs> right. Yeah, here's what happens like if the uber driver kills me here's what you do all right you you, you get get my phone information phone. you yeah. can find exactly yeah. they have this nice little picture yeah. okay <laughs> i'm just gonna guarantee they have the social security number you can just yeah. go find them and don't worry nobody's nobody's taking me anyway that's a mistake if don't 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 try and kidnap me it'll be a bad, bad day for you right. that's been confirmed i'm not the one <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going. I, I feel the same way. Like I'm not that. going. I'm like, not waiting to find out what's in your basement. You, if you, this is the day I. This is the day I die. You, you thought about it? I, thought oh, about? not even that. But like when people like on some real like I have little stuff stashed around my house for like if people try to try like break in. Like mm -hmm. I like sometimes sit up and think like man if someone came in I'm gonna do this this and that That's the especially weed, if my boy no but I'm saying but just like <laughs> but honestly but on some real, real like I'm not gonna be the one that finds out like you'll never like poor me don't do don't do like I'm gonna if it happens I'm gonna try my best to be ready yeah you know what i mean so no, like, i mean like if you get the, the i'm not gonna thing, get kidnapped what's it called chloroform yeah, if you yeah. Get the chloroform like obviously yeah. I, I can't i can't help that but if you're gonna come if you're gonna come straight on like that's, that's, yo you're coming with me wrong like, answer like the bone collector wasn't that with the, the denzel oh, movie yeah. Denzel, yeah. Ooh. 
that I'm not. Doing, I'm not going. Yeah, you're gonna have <laughs> to like. You're gonna have to. Yeah. I'm gonna have to be inebriated because there's no way I'm going. Right. It's been confirmed. Try and take me in a car. She, she said that. She said that's the weed, Matt. Yeah. Oh, man, man. And, I mean, it's a little too much to make you a little paranoid. Yeah. Those those are the downfalls of it. Is that you you think too much? No, I how love was, it. How was being high, <laughs> how's being high and having a blockbuster? Because I'm just thinking about the Bone Collector. I was like, oh, that was one of the adult movies that I didn't get. Like it's just, it's just blockbuster. Be high and then a the blockbuster. You ever been high in a blockbuster? In a blockbuster? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's when I go in there probably about like twenty or thirty movies. Like I said, back when I first got in the NBA, my friends, we all obviously my house was the kick it house, so we didn't. There was no Apple or anything Netflix, right, 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 so we right. used to have to go to Blockbuster or you know somewhere or, or, or you know Best Buy, and we just buy everything we wanted to watch, and mm. we would really probably sit down and watch all of it. Best Buy. He was in the league. He was going to buy the movie. Oh, if it was buy. bad, it was like, oh. Uh, uh, best, yeah, Best Buy is Yeah, that's, 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 that's a <laughs> league. You, gotta, you a league. got a league contract. Different, different tax Best Buy is like, yeah. you, pick, you better really like well, this movie. Well, that's why I got into movies is because I've seen so many different movies. But, okay, so it's now, you know, this back when people had to buy movies before right. Netflix. You know, yeah. if you yeah. go to the dude's house and he got hella DVDs, you know what's up. Player. Yeah. Player. <laughs> Player. <laughs> You had all the DVDs? Oh, man, all. <laughs> but it wasn't even like that. It was really for me yeah, and my friends. Like, we'd yeah. sit back in the house. Like, I'd have this love sack room, mm -hmm. and we would sit back and smoke yeah, and watch yeah, movies all day. Yeah, oh, but girls definitely room? came. Yeah. Yeah, don't get oh, yeah, 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 Come yeah, on, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to. Don't Keep play me. Come on, they can definitely come cuddle with me back in the day. But, <laughs> but that's right, just we, how we it was. Thanks so much for joining us, Matt. Appreciate it. No doubt. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I'm a part of FS1's Undisputed with Skip and Shannon every weekday morning at 9.30 Eastern. Hey. And I also host the Daily Undisputed podcast that gives you the best five segments of the day. Cut down to a short, smart show with mm. the best of me, Skip and Shannon. And we also do a weekend podcast as well. Check so extra, extra juice for you. Mm. Go subscribe to the Undisputed Daily podcast on all major platforms. Do it. Thanks so much to Matt Barnes for joining us. That was awesome. Let's do in or out. We haven't yeah. renamed in or out yet, so. No. In or out. In or out. 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 Brr, you're trying to mess me up. I am. Keep it on your toes. <laughs> on your toes like Kareem. <sighs> what am I in or out? We are going to rename in, in or out. We yes. are our, our producer, John Heller, is yes. uh, not working this mm -mm. week, I guess, because nope. he's Prince of Privilege. Yes. He's decided. He's, what you know he what? Wants. He doesn't feel like working. It's going right. to be okay. Right. So he's allowed to do that. <laughs> That's why yeah. we call him Prince of Privilege. I mean, if we want to get to the heart of it. Yeah. In this Black History Year that we're living in, we, we, this is Black History Year actually. Yeah, it's Black, yeah 2019. Wakanda, forever. Yes, all day long. By the way, did you see uh, Avengers? Yes, I did. I did. Yes, yeah, I did. You did. Yes. My biggest issue was all the black superheroes died, period. I mean, who does that? Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. You don't just say My bad. like that. My bad. I don't, you know what? What if I made that up? Shame on you. What if I made that up? What if that's a joke? First of all. You gave it away. First of all, first of all, that's inaccurate, okay? Inaccurate AF, first of all. Okay. Second, okay. second. You can't kill you all can't, of Wakanda. You can't. Yes. T'Challa. I mean, oh, I'm, I don't even know I'm supposed you, to stop doing the spoilers. Know you continue. Is John you have to, what I don't know. Someone in the room didn't see it. It's didn't not. It, it's not. It's not. Look, it's it not Black last Panther. Friday, right? Black Panther was a, a, a cultural ten years thing. Like if you didn't go see Black Panther within the first weekend, right. You're out the culture. All right. Right. You made that decision. You made that decision. You brought right. it upon yourself. Yes. But Avengers is like you know, it's not. It's not culturally influencing. It's just. It's a big movie that everybody wants to see, and everybody, everybody didn't get to see it. Okay, yet. Idris Elba did not die in the first five minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> I, 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 I just, just said he did. I regret even asking it. What am I in or out on? Our guy Baker Mayfield. Swaggy beat. 
was the Browns' number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And the first five, first of five quarterbacks to go in the first round. Hugh Jackson has said that Willie Tyrod Taylor Beeman mm-hmm. will be the starting quarterback Willie. all season long. Willie Beeman. Beeman. Mm, great, great movie. But. Inches. Swaggy B is out here trying to make Cleveland great for once, I guess. <laughs> Joy, are you in or out on the Browns starting Tyrod over Swaggy B? Uh, I am in on them starting. Really? Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, wrong question. Okay. Uh, I'm in on them starting Swaggy B, so I'm out on them starting Tyrod. Okay. The question was, am I in on starting on starting Tyrod? Yes. Okay. Over I, Swaggy I, I got B. too excited. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, Swaggy B should be starting, of course. But Tyrod Taylor, though. Look, I, I like Tyrod, okay? Mm-hmm. Tyrod's fine. Yes. But I, I, I feel like, and I've said this before, and I stand by this, that this idea of coaches drafting quarterbacks – really high, like mm-hmm. let's say in the top 10, right. or I don't know, number one overall in the NFL draft, right? <laughs> pretty, yes. It's a pretty significant move for mm-hmm. your franchise. So the, the idea that they need, you're drafting someone number one overall that needs like time to cook, if you will, is, is insane to me. And the only reason for it is very simple. Hugh Jackson's record with the Browns is 1-31. That's dog I mean, let's call it what it is. Some would it's say Browns, it's, it's the dog pound, yeah. it's dog yeah. It's one in 31. That is that is inexplicably bad. Some would say. It's, you won They've one game. They've been competitive in probably 15 of those games. You know though. what? I don't want to, I, I, it infuriates me as a human being that when people say that. What? So you were competitive in, in some games and you, and you won one out of, out yeah, of 32. Yeah, they, they, were, they were competitive enough last season that this year's draft. Miss me with that book. Anyway, I don't want to hear about it. The only reason that he's even saying that is because he wants some space to start Tyrod so that they, he feels like they can win a couple games with Tyrod as opposed to risking it. And Baker's terrible because you never know with these draft picks what they're going to be. No right. one does, no matter what they say. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was a six round draft pick, so don't tell me you know what you're drafting. You don't. Nobody's right, right, a lock. Right. Mm-hmm. So, especially with the Browns. So he's just trying to keep his job, which I understand. Okay. I'm not saying I don't respect the move. I'm just saying don't lie to me. Just go out there and say, I want to start Tyrod because I'm terrified of losing my job because we're one and thirty-one, which is terrible. And if <laughs> I feel like we have a chance of maybe winning like four games with Tyrod, which would be an incredible improvement. No, they're going to win six games. I'm on record. They're going to win six games next year. I look. If, I don't. I don't think if the GM wanted Swaggy B to play, they would say that he would have been the starter. Like they, but they've made some moves and they want to keep some continuity and having someone like a like Patrick Mahomes who could actually possibly start at some point in time, like the Kansas City Chiefs had last year with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes beefing. Like, that's going to make Tyrod Taylor a better, a better player. I do think Baker's going to start by the end of the season, like, as he should. But Tyrod should get the chance the to start. same nonsense with Deshaun Watson. It's No, because Tom Savage Oh, let's start Tom, Tom Savage. Savage for half a game. Ooh, I'm Bill O'Brien. I'm so smart. I'm going to go through the whole uh, training camp and four <sighs> preseason games and not announce my starter. I'm going to play him for half a game and then start Deshaun Watson. I didn't forget ready. you did that. Okay? He wasn't ready. I didn't forget you did he that. He wasn't ready. Oh, he wasn't ready? No. He needed another half a game to sit before he figured it out, how really? to play football? Yeah. Just forget it. Start Baker Mayfield. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense. All right? I'm sorry, Tyrod, but they picked Baker Mayfield number one overall. And we'll get to it later, but other people thought Baker was pretty good, too. And whether he will be good or not is is up in the air because it's Cleveland and it's cursed. But uh, I do know that I must be a bad person because uh, I have to watch Cleveland Browns games again. And that, yes. that just, that's just – You're welcome. It's just, Congratulations. It's, it's just not it's gonna fair. It's going to be exciting for all of us. It's not fair. It What's is. next? Okay, LeVar has officially removed LaMelo and LiAngelo Ball from Lithuania. Mm-hmm. The foreign exchange experiment lasted only three months, and people don't know how to feel about it. Vitalis coach, what's his name, Sikas? Sikas? Seskus. Seskus said, 
It's just another proof that they came. I that's what he said. Another proof. I didn't read that wrong. Okay. It's just that he speaks a different language. Well, you have to clarify because you have a very hard time reading. I know. The words. I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. The words to are literally like inches from your face, and you have a hard time with it. Bouncing ball. It's just another proof they came here to make a show, not for basketball. It's sad that they didn't even understand what the, we gave to them. We understand how they helped us, but they don't. Joy, are you in or out on Lavar pulling his sons from Lithuania? Uh, I'm in on it. Because really? who could have seen this coming? The balls leaving Lithuania. How shocking. Sarcastic. I mean, are we being serious right now? Like, who, wh- 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that the balls have left Lithuania. I mean, okay? Angelo's about to go get paid. You feel me? He's about to go, oh, go to, get drafted. Yeah, he's about to go get but drafted. But Lamelo should stay in, in... We should stay in Lithuania. Yeah. Look, it's just, every, every, first of all, everyone just needs to relax, all right? We all knew that they were leaving Lithuania eventually. All in right? three months? Three, I'm amazing that it lasted three months. Stop. I'm amazing it lasted three months. It's the season's not even over yet, and they leave it. They're they're back in. They're what back here. Season. Some reporter described it as uh, it, it, the third month was kind of sad. <laughs> sad. The yeah. situation was sad. Yeah, like. Tears. Oh yeah, my bad. I forgot. We were talking about Lithuanian basketball and undisputed before the balls went there. <laughs> Okay. I mean, what the bleep are you talking well, that, about, bro? What were they? What was that before the balls got there? You no, know, that was kept, like an international phenomenon. Yeah, they, you knew how to say the name of that team? Give me a break. It is a, it's offensive to my very nature that you're even describing this situation as the, as the Ball family did anything but give to that franchise. I'm sorry, but just nobody's watching Lithuanian basketball live on Facebook if the Ball family's not there. No one watched at the end. It, it went from 100,000 in the first game to like 5,000 in the last game. Yeah, like no, no one, No, no one bleep. cared it's Lithuanian anymore. basketball. And you know what? LeVar was like, hey, guess what? Guess we're done here. Smart move, LeVar. Let's go back to, to the United States of America and like do him, something else. I don't like him messing with the whole country's emotions. He can mess with our emotions oh all God. he want. He can't go somewhere else and mess with record, my emotions. I don't care about Lithuania's emotions. I don't. You don't care about Lithuania's emotions? I don't. I don't care about their emotions. Really? No. And they've got the JBA going on. Yes. My assumption, and mm-hmm. this is just an assumption, is that LaMelo is going to come back and play in the JBA because where else is he going to go? Yeah. LiAngelo's obviously. He's got to try Le- out, though, Le-Angelo's like everybody else has. They better make Lamelo try out sure. whatever hometown. They, gonna, he missed the tryouts for his hometown <laughs> of California. <laughs> he did miss the tryouts. I, ain't, I don't like no favoritism. I, I think he's going to probably uh, try out and make it. Okay, since, you think so? Yeah, I think he has a good chance. Yeah, well, we and then LiAngelo, we already knew was entering the, the NBA draft Ball. anyway. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't he come back and start training for that? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Like, why? He's not going to stay in Lithuania forever. I just, it's, it's, it's honestly offensive. It was sad. So it's not a failure. I, Joy, we were on record defending the hell out of LeVar and these decisions, and this feels like a complete mistake. No, it's not a mistake to leave Lithuania, ever. Sorry. It was a mistake to go there then. No, it wasn't. They they weren't going to play Leangelo at UCLA. He was going to sit for an entire year. They wanted him to go pro. They, LeVar and Leangelo, apparently, believe that he's ready to go pro now. I don't, but that's what they believe. So if, there, if, it was, if he was going to be at UCLA, that would be one year. He thinks he's a one and done. He couldn't play that one year. What do you do? You go play professional basketball overseas. Well, they're tired of being in Lithuania, so they're coming back and training. He's going to enter the NBA draft. He's either going to get drafted or he's not going to get drafted. Guess what? Lonzo still plays for the Lakers. He's got a couple years left on his contract, I'm pretty sure, since he was the number two overall pick. So that's going to that's going to continue to go on Correct. like life goes on. Yes. And LaMelo is 16 years old. I think everybody needs to just bleep and relax. All right? Everyone's like flipping out. Olivar doesn't get along with coaches. I, I, what, where's the reveal? I'm still waiting for the reveal in this story. The reveal to me is that this that someone has the audacity to call the situation sad. We were not talking about Lithuanian basketball before LeVar Balls decided to grace their presence. That's it. 
What, what do you mean? For Lithuania? Not no, for LeVar? We're talking about Lithuania. Oh, okay. Here we the go. The entire time. You're right. Totally. This is a mistake, Joy. Right. And I'm And I'm, I'm down for LeVar. Tell me I'm something else about family. Lithuania besides LeVar Ball. Um, this Basketball is a second religion. First is Catholicism. I learned that when I was researching about Lithuania when the balls left <laughs> to go there. I'm just going to move on. Exactly. Terry Rozier got the last laugh in his ongoing beef with Bucks guard Eric Bledsoe by rocking a Patriots Drew Bledsoe jersey the game one at the Eastern Conference semifinals. Mm-hmm. In the last two games, Scary Terry has averaged 27 points, 27.5 points, and went 12 of 17 from three-point line. Joy, are you in or out on Terry Rozier being the GOAT? Uh, um, I'm, I'm out on him being the GOAT. Let's go into the beef. Uh, yes, let's do that. Um, so Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, listen to me. I know um, it's a it's a common mistake. That's how this whole thing started. No, I, I looked down at my at my, at my notes. That's how this whole Eric thing started. Eric Bledsoe, yes, uh, took a jab at Terry Rozier and said who basically, yes, which is which is an elite burn. It's it's a lazy burn. No, it's elite when used properly and backed up, which is the unfortunate part for Eric Bledsoe here, <laughs> uh, which is why we're right. discussing this. When backed right. up, it is elite. You've never okay. Listen, uh, like I have a I have a list. Okay, I'm like um, uh, Arya Stark, if right. you will. Okay, yes. like I have a list. Yes. Once you get on the list, there's no getting off the list. Mm-hmm. You have to die. Mm-hmm. Like not physically, but I, at one point or another, life will align to present me with an opportunity to destroy you, and I will take it yeah, because you deserve it. Maybe it's your last. I'm uh, I'm for the slow kill, if you yes. will. Okay, so noted. But I'm very like I'm very dedicated to it. There it is. You it, gave me my coffee today, by the way. You talking about the slow kill? Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm putting drip, drips of poison in there. <laughs> I'm no. sorry. Uh, first of all, I'm not even gonna get into it, but absolutely <laughs> not. There's no way you'd be sitting across from me if if I if I couldn't tolerate each of that. I couldn't be on the list. Okay, good. Uh, no, I'm just not I, 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 list, I don't guys. have the capacity for that much fakeness. Yes. Um, more importantly, uh, it's an excellent burn, and there are people who are on this list who, when I that when I next see them, mm-hmm. I of course know who they are, oh. but I'm going to say that like I'm going to be like, oh, nice to meet you. What is it that you do? And and it's going to destroy them to the core. You gonna Whoville? And I'm gonna part? straight face it. That's that's not nice. Oh, it's not nice, and I'm still gonna do it. I don't care. <laughs> and this is why. And this is why uh, God deemed Baker Mayfield sufficient to go to the Browns and makes me watch Browns games because I do things like this. Yeah, so it's like a little bit of karma. I have other areas of, of my life karma. that are more important to work on than than burning people who deserve it. More importantly, the who burn is very elite, and uh, Eric Bledsoe tried it and yes. he did not back it up. Terry Rozier. Uh, hmm, took Maybe. that ass is what he did. Okay, I was gonna go eat his lunch, but that's yeah, I like yours better. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. He did very good. Mm-hmm. He did very good. And then he decided to wear a uh, Drew Bledsoe jersey, <sighs> which is just the NBA is so petty. Everyone, stuff, all man. of them, all of them are so petty, and it's just such good content. They're, he claims they're, they're a long lost friend gave him the Drew Bledsoe jersey. <laughs> if a long lost friend gave you a jersey, would you wear it on the podcast? Uh, sh- what is a long lost friend? I don't know. Whichever this one is, the one who's giving out. How do you Bledsoe lose jerseys. friends these days? That's interesting. They get off Facebook. I actually have. I have a friend who's not on Facebook. Are they? How she's, do you? She's very dedicated to not being on Facebook. She's she's my best friend. She's, she's on everything else though. Um, no, she's only on Instagram. I didn't get a Facebook till two years ago. Like ever? Yeah, ever. Facebook came out my freshman year of college. That's how mm. old I am. Yeah, I was. I was, I was in college. I it was literally college like was like we were the first year. Like Mark Zuckerberg was like your year. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then he and then he turned evil. I got in too much. As billionaires tend to do. I got in too much trouble on MySpace to get Facebook. 
Oh, like on MySpace, it. I like deleted all the I messages say, though, that we're like, supposed to have. MySpace, MySpace. Oh, my, and there, there was this in the trash mm. folder, and I gave my password to my high school girlfriend at the time, and she just everything was just right there. Yeah, so I got off social media. <laughs> That's that's all that tends to. Happen. Anyway, Scary Terry's a uh, man. He, Eric he is Bledsoe, a man. Eric Bledsoe knew exactly who he was because he was a Kentucky guy, and Terry Rozier is a Louisville guy. And there's some deep seated stuff, even though they didn't play in the same years. Like everyone on Louisville knows who played on Kentucky and vice versa in the NBA. So there's, like there's, that whole thing was just there's plenty of beef there, and uh, and Rozier's playing amazing. Yeah, uh, and they crushed, they they crushed the Sixers. I'm worried about the Sixers. I'm I'm very close to hot take lead in Boston over Sixers. <laughs> You know, like, I try to not overreact to game ones. Right. I try to not overreact to game one. Like, I should feel like, you know. But I do think that there is something to uh, having that much rest. Mm, like it being bad for you. Yeah, I have experience yeah. with this because, you know, the Heat were awesome once. So Back they would tend to, you Real know, sweep people ago. and beat them very badly. And then mm-hmm. they'd have mad time off. And I feel like you just, you know, you're not in the groove, really. It was like, what, how long ago? Like seven years ago? Stop talking about it. Okay. I don't talk All right. about it uh, Staying on social media, mm-hmm. here's a series of events. LeBron beats the Pacers in game seven. Yes. LeBron congratulates Victor Oladipo. Oladipo takes his trainer immediately after game saying, when do we start? I want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Then his trainer posts a screenshot of Oladipo's text message to his Instagram page. Yeah. Where they do that at? Joy, are you in or out on posting screenshots on social media? Um, so this has been happening a lot lately. I think Which Kanye's is- been emboldening okay. some people to <laughs> yes. do some craziness. Kanye, uh, it's something about that hat. You know what? It, I, I <sighs> feel like it's like you see the hat. Don't. If you look at the hat too long, you get under the spell. That and then you not- feel like you can say whatever the bleep you want. I think I just figured it out. I figured it out. He took the power from the hat. He, the have power I just figured, of the word, have I just figured it out? What would you? Figure I'm out? on to you, Red Hat. Okay, what? that that's what happens. If you look at the Red Hat too long, you feel like you can do whatever you want and say whatever you want. That's what it is. It's like the t- it's like a little bit of hypnotism. It is. It's like you look at it like my and then you, and then like someone snaps their fingers or like hits the little T thing and then boom, you're in the sunken place and then you just say outlandish, ridiculous things. And you don't care who you offend. That it. He's not. He's using terms to. I'm anyway, not, uh, more this, importantly, this guy is a, like a, a big time trainer. He works with like LeBron and Wade and everybody. He's out of Miami because, of course, where else would you want to train except for Miami? That's why LeBron mm-hmm. always goes back there. Um, and uh, so I like the fact that Oladipo, who was amazing in that series. Yes. Um, who, he, I, don't, I don't see. Can you say Oladipo arrived? Like, I feel like I feel yes. like people respect the Pacers more now because of that series, even though they took that. Yeah, of course. Like Victor Oladipo took a experience where he got traded. Learn from Russell Westbrook. Honestly, Russell Westbrook lives on through Victor Oladipo. I'm, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done with Brody. You're done with you're done with Russ now. I'll never be done. I can't quit him. Um, but this posting of the screenshots, I'm going to imagine because this guy works with so many big names, he mm-hmm. got permission to post this. I'm going to imagine that because I have a hard time thinking that he just got excited and put this up. But the screenshot business changed the world. Changed the world. Screenshot changed the game. game. Have you ever screenshotted a conversation and then sent it back to the same person? Have I been close? Have I been close? Hell yeah. I I get, I'm literally nauseous in this exact moment thinking about when I did it. It was so bad. You did it? Oh, so bad! It was. was it, it was. How it was, damning was the screenshot? Uh, I mean, it was just. The, it's just the worst. Just the worst. 
I didn't want to get into the, the situation. Joy like basically has tears in her eyes. I mean, it's about so it. bad because because yeah, you're just stuck. Like, what can you say? What are you, you gonna know, do? There's nothing. You, all you can do is apologize, is beg for their forgiveness. You lose your phone. You you, <laughs> you leave di- the country. You die. Want to get away? Like that's what that's what it is. There's nothing because because they know they know oh, you were about to man. send that conversation to someone, right? And you have to explain why, and you better have a damn good explanation. What about when you're writing something and you know this is like screenshotable, like when you really clapping back at somebody? It's like oh they're gonna screenshot this. Yeah, I try to not text too emotionally. It, it, it's not a good look for me. Um, but I'm gonna imagine he had permission to do this, and I like it out of Little Depot. Get after it. No, that's the, that's the problem with athletes, young athletes right now, and that's what? why everyone's hurt in the NFL. Everyone's training all season long. These older guys took actual breaks, let their bodies recover before they jump back into all this training. You know what? That's what the millennials do. I think that's, that's it, it, right? That's it. That's in and out. Yep. I thought we had more. <laughs> I thought we had more. I wanted to talk about another podcast we do over at Fox Sports, and that's Chris Broussard's In the Zone. Each mm-hmm. week, Chris breaks down what's trending in the NBA with the biggest names in the league. Previous guests include Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm. Shaq, mm. John Wall, and everyone's favorites, Lonzo and LeVar. So, if you love the NBA, make sure you subscribe to the In the Zone podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hear ye, hear ye. Here we go. Uh, I was going to limit to Tom Brady, but I'm going to do all the page. Oh, the Patriots are petty. And I won't back down. The, ent- uh, the entire organization. The entire organization. Because it started off, originally it was just Tom Brady. Tom Brady was talking to Jim Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, legendary broadcaster Jim Gray uh, um, at this conference at the Milken Institute I don't know Oh yeah. Uh, and doing, right? he was asked by, by Jim Gray if he felt, felt appreciated and he felt the, the organization showed the appropriate gratitude for what he has done in 18 seasons with the team mm. I would say the fans appreciate him um, but he said he, respond, he, he responded by saying he pleads the fifth very cheeky. <laughs> the fifth. And then he started Mark to elaborate Kelly. and saying that everyone in general wants to be appreciated more at work. Just very like blanket thing. Like some people are just happy at work. You don't want to hear that from Tom Brady. Uh, no, you don't. And then he also asked him if he was happy and he said he has his moments. Blah. Miss me with all of it. Miss me with that one. Yeah. Right? yeah I'm good off that. That's that's just way too elitist coming from him. You know what? For the like Brady's kind of like a pod person. Right, I'm saying he's the android. But he, for for the first time, because he has this kind of like uh, this android face, this uh, this cutter tan going on. You know, he was just he was just uh, uh, yeah. over in cutter, as yeah. he's, or maybe it's spray. That's I don't how know. How you pronounce it? Cutter, yeah. yeah. People mm. say guitar, but it, it, I think it's cutter. Yeah. Um, and he he just look he's just like looking very weird. He looks like Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Mm-hmm. Which one that be? That's uh, that's American Psycho. Oh, yes. One of my favorite movies. Inspiring. Inspiring is one word. I remember watching it and think, okay, I'm not that crazy. Uh, Because I needed that validation. That's weird because I remember watching it and thinking, I could see myself doing something like that if I got pushed to the edge. Right. Which is why I I stay away from the edge. I look at it. (laughs) And then I keep keep a couple steps back. keep the edge in view. Because I have to keep it in view. Yeah. Because if it's not in view, you're over. Right. Um, not so much the killing parts, you know. Right. But uh, Music. it's, you know what it is? It's trying keep to escape going. me. Going. Yeah. It's very heavy. That's it why felt, I can't move my neck. So you I have to stay very stiff. Yeah. Um, what it is about that movie that I find relatable is that he is so insane inside his own head. Anyway. Um, That's it? <laughs> 
No, that was yeah. That no, no, was, that's but the, he looked like him. But no, that that was my thing too, and I was like, I don't do it, so I'm not that crazy. But Ex- yes, excellent three. Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady too, is an way, American while psycho. While we're covering it, uh, yes, he, he is. He is an American psycho. Yeah. Um, but he's very unhappy, and he, he continues to take shots at Belichick. He also uh, said something about um, the question. So he asked him some question. He said that the answer is should come from the guy that owns the team. Mm. Oh, uh, has he got an explanation for why Malcolm Butler is benched? I mean, he just like continues to take shots at Bill Belichick, and then, and I, I just, I, I love this Patriots drama because we've never had it no. it's so delicious. Yes, swimming it's in it. so good. It's like caviar, it's sports caviar. Yeah. Um, sports we found caviar. out that the Patriots were going to trade up if the Browns didn't take Baker Mayfield to the second pick and take Baker Mayfield. No way. Yes, it's according to his agent. He said the Patriots were going to trade up to number two and take Baker Mayfield. And I just feel like I'm sorry. I just wish can we just go back in time and make that happen. You three years from now, yeah. Baker Baker will end up in Boston. Baker end up Boston. It's not fair that that didn't happen. Not only is it not only do I have to watch Browns games now. That would have been like if you want to talk about an explosion of content, if you will. Yeah. Like Tom Brady having to deal with Baker Mayfield, Swaggy B. Sitting on the bench. Mm. He knows he's on his way out. Right. Tom Brady might just quit. He might just walk. Like, not quit ba- quit football, but, right. like, literally just quit the Patriots. Like, uh, who wants me? Who wants the goods? Anyone. Come come get me. Come get it. Baker's going to do what Belichick did. He's going to start with the Browns, be, like, debatably good, and then go to the Patriots and win a bunch debatably of Super Debatably good? How are y'all, y'all just going to let me have this crown on all crooked? I mean, I thought you – because when you put, put it back on purposefully, I thought – I'm looking at crooked? you, and I think that you can see you, but you're right. It was crooked. No, it's been I can't crooked the whole see time. me. There's no. It's been crooked the whole time. I can't it's been bothering see myself. Me. It's been bothering me the whole time. I know I have magical powers, but Sorry it's not. That. It's not not that good. Anyway, I just love all the pettiness that's going on in New Browns England. Crooked. They can't get over it, and it's it's. I really, ha- I have to know why Bill Belichick did not play Malcolm Butler. I must know. Every day that goes on, that there's more drama about it. I, it, it the intrigue just swells in me. Bill Belichick's petty. Like, like, like how, like how Patrick Bateman like gets obsessed over the guy's like uh, business card. Like, oh, don't do that, Joy. Don't do that face. Show. No, stop. Uh uh-uh. uh Not that one. No. I like all your faces. That one. That one's too much. It's too real. It's I got like too real. Yeah. Over business cards. <laughs> All right, time for Lit List. Hey. We, uh, sometimes we have the All We Do Is Win Award. Mm-hmm. Honorary DJ Khaled, All We Do Is Win Award. When we have one special uh, person who's lit, but we have multiple. Multiple uh, lits. Multiple, multiple lits. So it's a lit list this week. Mm-hmm. Let's start with uh, Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin. Mm. Love this story. Uh, you probably saw it all over the internets um, from the NFL draft. Uh, Shaquem Griffin was drafted by the Seahawks. He'll be playing with his brother Shaquille. And he has... Uh, Twin brother, right? What is, what, is it, what is it called, Ashley? The band syndrome? Ambiotic band syndrome. Mm-hmm. If you remember, he has uh, he has one hand. He played for UCF, um, and everyone's rooting for him, of course. And they posted a very touching, special video of him getting the phone call. Which I love those videos. Obviously, it always reminds me of Jason. But right. it's just like it's 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 such an emotional video because you can f- you can just imagine like that moment of your entire life changing, whole and life changing. the whole family's life changing, and everybody's like all the hard work and Mm -hmm. obviously like you didn't know what was going to happen with him because of his situation. So everyone's really excited about that. And I think the Seahawks is a good place for him too. Yeah. It'll give him a chance to get on special teams. Pete Carroll's, he said the big part of it was Shaquille didn't uh, rally for him to get drafted. So it was something they came to on their own and that connection. 
It's really interesting. Like he was what, the fastest run linebacker to run in the draft. Yeah. Uh, in the did, combine. And I'm sorry, in the combine. I'm sorry. And he did 20 reps with a prosthetic. Yeah, he like, killed the combine. I mean, you know, I was saying UCF is the actual national championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actual champions. I'm not on that. They are mm-hmm. undefeated. They're undefeated at the games that they played, but they didn't play in the national championship games, so therefore they're not the national. Anyways, I'm very excited. Anyway, I'm excited for them too. Yeah. Uh, Also, it's Dancing with the Stars, uh, all athletes this year. I don't think I don't know. Oh, Dancing with the Stars athletes. That's a better name. Yeah. I'm I'm watching. It's not my thing. I'm watching. I'm watching your boy boy right here. Uh, you're watching. You're watching Kareem. Yeah. I adore Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and you know what? I I think he killed it. He had a dazzling gold suit. Looking like a um, I think, big we, old I think we'll probably be able to, to roll this. I don't know if we're able to roll this over or not. But if you didn't, if, if we aren't, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, he's wearing a, a dazzling gold suit. He's dancing to uh, Stevie Wonder, which I'm sure he appreciated. Signed, sealed, delivered. Yes. And I like how he has multiple dancers because he needs, he's a big guy. He needs, he needs more people to Is dance why? around him. That's why you like it? I love it. It and looks. Okay, and yeah. he also uh, took a jab at uh, Tanya Harding. He did the whole uh, "but that's none of my business" line. Uh, I'm not competing against Tanya in a way where she needs to break my legs. Wow. We won't bring that up. But you did. Ooh. He's got the he's got the favor of being an old man. Old black people can say whatever they want. What exactly are you going to say to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Nothing. Same thing you ain't gonna you're gonna say to the old lady at Ralph's that you're gonna have, a seat. You're gonna have a seat right there. Yeah. And you're say gonna you're want. gonna be happy that we've allowed you to sit down as opposed to standing in the Thankful corner. Thankful even. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're gonna thank us for allowing you to sit down. <laughs> you're not gonna say anything to Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> right. especially Tanya Harding, which I just can't I can't I cannot get over the fact that, that Tanya Harding has turned into a sympathetic figure. I will not let it go. I refuse. I don't understand what's what's so bad about it. Allison Janney won an Oscar. I, I actually blame her. I blame Allison. It's Allison's fault for doing such a good job. Because it's, it, it, it's, turned, it's turned Tonya Harding into a sympathetic figure, and it's the most insane thing I've, I've never, I can't even comprehend it. She getting to the bag. Where's Nancy Joy? Kerrigan? Why isn't Nancy Kerrigan on Dancing with the Stars? She athletes? got a piece. She getting a cut. Oh, is she? Yeah. I don't like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar resting his elbows on this girl's head. I mean, she's, she, what do you mean? This is always so weird. He look. He actually looks like Joe Camel out there dancing from, from the pack of the Cools back in the day. <laughs> what you look like okay. i love cream i hope he wins it all yes uh and he should because i've not watched any of the other dancers yes um anyway uh finally for a lit list uh michelle wolf mm. so uh also if you don't have the internet so you don't know what's going on uh michelle wolf was the comedian at the white house correspondence dinner yep i don't know what the white house correspondence dinner is i've never understood it I don't understand what the purpose of it is. I think they give out some uh, scholarships or something. Is that what they do? Okay. It's something very Washington elite. And I find Washington, D.C. elite to be other level creepy. It's yes. like an underworld where, like, the vampires are like, in the in the castles and stuff. Uh, underworld you know I mean? reference. Yes. Uh, yes. Great movie, by the way. Thank you. Great movie. So good. And I appreciate it. the second one is good as well. Yes. Pure entertainment. Lichens? Is that what they're yes, called? Yes, the lichens. Yeah, yeah. and she's doing the flips. It's wonderful. Come on now. Um, great entertainment. But yes. uh, the, the vampires, that's kind of like what, when I think of like Washington, D.C., like mm-hmm. what happens, that's kind of what it's like. Like, yeah. it's like, you don't even know. There's like, there's probably some potions going mm-hmm. on. Um, so that's just, it's the White House Correspondence Center. I don't know what happens there. Everybody goes. It's a big deal every year. I don't know what's happening. They give out some scholarships. And Michelle Wolf, they always have someone they're roasting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Michelle Wolf roasted everyone. She roasted everyone, okay? The clips that yeah. made the most uh, traction were, of course, the ones where she's roasting uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Right. And um, what's that lady's name? And uh, Ann Conway? 
No, uh, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne yeah. Conway. And obviously she does, uh, she, she roasts Trump. Mm-hmm. How broke is he? Which, I, which is a wonderful bit. Um, <laughs> Why would people repeat it back to her? Oh, I mean, it's, it's so it's, good. It's, it's spectacular, and she didn't. She did an amazing job. She mm-hmm. didn't flinch once. Yes. Okay, and she, and that's a hard. That's a very hard thing to do. That said, okay, and, and and first of all, if you're offended by anything that she said, I mean, please go kick rocks all the way down the hill and then chase them. Okay. <laughs> the, the 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 entire idea of Trump's campaign, and this has been said over and over, but I just want to say it very clearly and from my own voice, the entire idea of Trump's campaign is that that we can't be PC anymore, right? Yes. Like we just got to tell it like it is, mm-hmm. which is a very kind way of saying I'm racist and I just want to say whatever bleep I want whenever I want, and I'm tired of I'm going to be quiet about it. Yes, not very nice way okay? of saying that. It's a very nice way of saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay, or, or or bias or whatever it is that you feel. Right. You just want to be able to say what you feel and not have any consequences for it, which mm-hmm. is essentially the entire campaign that he ran. And every time anyone says anything, oh LeBron, shut up and dribble. Ugh. Uh, d- d- Kaepernick, get off and knee, be respectful. But 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 you can't be you can't be PC, right? You can't be PC. Say what you want. Say how you feel, right? Yes. But then as soon as somebody comes for you, you want to clutch your pearls. <laughs> that, <laughs> that way with. All of it. The only okay? person that was I was never the behind the whole Sarah. "let's not be PC" thing. Yeah. Okay, because again, that's just a nice way of a, a coded way of saying that you want to be able to say whatever you feel, even if it does offend people. Right? Because you just are tired of not. You just want to say what you feel, even if it's wrong. If yeah, other but that's are what offended. stand-up comedians do too. Okay, but you're not a comedian. Nobody gives you money to make mouth sounds. No mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're mm-hmm. not a stand-up comedian. You're just a person mm-hmm. with an opinion mm-hmm. that's bad. Every opinion is not good. Sorry. Sorry to be the person to tell you that. Anyway, the point is, if you got offended by it and you are and you are a, a supporter of the Trump campaign, yes. you are a hypocrite. That's what you are today. You're a great, big hypocrite. Ain't nothing wrong with being a hypocrite. Oh, yes, there is. It's actually one of the worst things you can be is a hypocrite. I'm a... If you are acknowledging that you are hypocritical sometimes, you are not a hypocrite. Sorry, because you're self-aware. And hypocrites oh, are not self-aware. Oh, I didn't know there's a difference. Look at that. The more you know... <laughs> That was my rainbow. You you really got on your house with that? I'm bringing it today. Like, I know I'm on fire. Not, all right, let's bad, let's do uh, let's do loser power rankings. All right, let's do it. Let's oh, I had something else to say about that. Also, what? before we move on, let's sorry, do it. I forgot because this is important. Yeah, C-SPAN. Go. Roasts are only uh, appropriate at roasts. Yeah. Which is my whole problem with this White House correspondence yeah. thing. Why are we roasting people? Yeah. Sarah didn't know she's coming to get roasted. No, she did because she did. they do this every year. But like, yeah, why are we roasting people? It's uncomfortable. If we're going to a roast, then we roast we roast people. But this isn't a roast. I mean, I'm here for it. It's a scholarship dinner. I think. What is it though? Look, I don't know what it is. Pl- here's the time when roasts roast are appropriate at an actual roast. Here's the time when roasts are not appropriate at a scholarship dinner, at a wedding. Uh, no, because sometimes at a baby shower. No, sometimes in high school when the ball gets rolling, at a graduation, you roasting the teacher, and at, you getting really into no, it. No, 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 no. And what happens? Your friends? And what happens? I mean, you leave, you get ISAP, in school suspension. This is what I said. You know what I'm saying? This is but what I she, said. that person still got roasted, though. There's only one place, and I never, I was, I was never mean to teachers. You never mean to teachers. I wasn't. I was a very good kid. Miss Swakowski was really upset with me one time. Mike Wazowski. Miss Swakowski. She was the one telling me about 9/11. So you know you remember. You know what I'm talking about? Like a teacher. Why you change up the mood when I just bring up? I can't. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's how it goes. All right. Uh, loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. <laughs> the losers of the week. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Ezekiel Elliott back in the news. Yes. Um, his papa is. His papa is back in the news. Yeah. Stacey Elliott. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I love the name Stacey for a man. Love it. 
It's, love it's it. a culture thing, but I, I do love it. No, well you, uh, you've said before that you haven't seen uh, The Wood, which is uh, right. the, you know, loving basketball adjacent, and you asked me, mm-hmm. the main one of the main characters in that one is Stacy. He's a hood dude. He's a gangster, and just hearing Stacy, yeah, like that, I was like, ooh, you take, I'm gonna get my you, big brother Stacy to you, beat you up. Yeah, you take a uh, you take a man named Stacy seriously. Oh yeah, Got except to. for uh, Mr. Stacy Elliott is not saying realistic Stacey things Adams. right now. Um, he was talking to TMZ, mm-hmm. and they asked him about uh, Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. being drafted number two overall, and he said <laughs> that Ezekiel Elliott is the goat. He's the best to ever play the game. This is deeper than Levar Ball. This is the actual truth. The truth is in the pudding, or the pudding's in the truth, or whatever they say. It's actually the proof is in the pudding. Right. Is what they the, say. Yeah, that's that's what they say. You know, but, I, 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 I don't understand it either, Stacey, that, that entire saying. If I'm, if I'm being The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. If, I, if I'm being honest right now, being that's, transparent, I don't know what that means. But that's what they say is the proof is in the pudding. Where did that come from? I don't I'm know. Um, proof pudding. I don't know. I, uh, pudding proof. I don't even want to say. But every time I think of pudding, I think of Bill Cosby. He got he got he got sentenced. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's the famous. that's not true. So we 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 don't. That's not true. That's what? not true yet. What? Ezekiel Elliott's the greatest of all time already. He seems to be pretty good. He's Troy. very good. He's very good. He's not the greatest ever. If he if he stopped, if he didn't have an off season, he'd be great. Oh really? But he just can't have an off season. He can't have an off season. He can't have He's time been quiet to do this anything. Off-season. He's been quiet. This I think he was extremely, extremely loud his first off. <laughs> he made a, yeah, he, you know, he needed a break. He needed a timeout. He's, he's, he's quiet now. All right. Uh, number two on the, on the loser power rankings this week, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, who we have not seen yet this, uh, this playoffs, mm-hmm. although he, he's, he might, he might be back this week. Um, that's, that's a sweep, right? I was, uh, my hot take Rita was, was right. Just the wrong series. Swept in the second round for the Pelicans. Who? Oh, you're. Come Definitely on. swept without Come question. On. I mean, it's going to be a it's it's a massacre. You think so? Yeah, they're going to get one. No, no, they're not. Why? How? Drew Holiday, Drew True Holiday. He's going to go off. Drew Drew's going to go off. Drew Drew going to go off. And then and then Anthony Davis going to get his buckets. And then Rondo's going to have a good game where he's playing as well in defense. In that game that you that you're referencing, this imaginary game is Kevin Durant playing. Um, not at his best. Oh, yes. He has a version of that. He's an off night. Yes. Yeah. Steph Curry's not going to play. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Draymond is the X factor. Andre Iguodala. Okay, two X factors. Double X. They have a very good team. Triple X factor. They might get. It's a sweep. Anyway, Steph Curry. Uh, he's going to be back, and he has some opinions about Michael Jordan, which I don't know why, but he said that Michael Jordan definitely pushed off Byron Russell. Uh, before he hit the championship-winning shot in the 1998 NBA Finals. He did. Uh, he said that Byron Russell's one of his favorite players growing up for no specific reason, so he has a little bit of you in him. <laughs> Brandon has the most ah. random favorite players of oh, any, pers- any sportsman I've ever met. Just Big Baby Glenn Davis was great in that series. One of my favorite players, him and Donkey. Uh, our Shrek and Donkey. It was uh, him and uh, Nate Robinson. Very excited to see. Marcus Smart is doing very well. Very excited for him to get double digits soon. He said, I loved Jordan. Who didn't? (laughs) Uh, But Byron Russell was one of my guys. It's just just a weird thing to say. I mean, no disrespect to Byron Russell, but I mean, this is just weird. Uh, And he definitely pushed off. He did. Steph, we know this. Yeah. So what? Why are you? Why are you trying to protect Jordan? He don't need protecting I don't need, Jordan. I, no, he doesn't. I don't. I don't know what the point of saying any of this is. Just ask, just 
just saying the, that thing. He pushed off. And what? Do something. <laughs> what is he to do now? He's to do nothing, which is I don't know why you're talking about it's it. The best Keep thing he I am on Brian Russell's side. Jordan pushed off. Brandon, yeah. do something. I know. That's all I'm saying. I can't do that. Uh, finally, back to Cleveland, because if we don't mention Cleveland like 15 times in a podcast, are we even doing a podcast? No, it's Hashtag strive for greatness. Um, <laughs> a radio host, um, what's his name? Aaron Goldhammer. Goldhammer, excellent last name. Ooh. Uh, he said that if the Cleveland Browns took Baker Mayfield, he would eat horse poop. Um, well, that happened. Yep. Which is why you don't ever say that if anything happens, you'll eat horse poop because you just don't control the universe like that. <laughs> Especially something that could actually like literally happen. Unless dude was like really just trying to eat horse poop out here. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? People weird out here, especially in Cleveland. People are weird. Mm-hmm. And you can't just eat horse poop. What do you mean? Like, you if, if your theory it? is correct, where, you're, where like this guy actually just wants to eat horse poop and yeah. needs an excuse, this is brilliant. <laughs> It's brilliant because yeah. you can't just be like yeah. you can't just be like on, like on a date like oh my god like so I ate horse poop. I mean you better have a, you better have a a GD good story for right, that. Right, right, right. And this right. is great. Like okay, I'm I'm now I'm viral because mm-hmm. I, I made this ridiculous claim. So I just, I got to keep my word. Like I'm a man of my word. I'm loyal. I'm gonna watch him eat it. Right, but in reality, it's all just it's all just a front. You just want to eat horse poop. You gonna watch him eat it? No, I'm not gonna watch him eat horse poop. He said he's gonna do it. I might watch. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna watch. Come on now. I feel yeah. like you gotta watch that, right? You watch the you watch the, the Eagles fan eat their horse poop. You can watch his Cleveland radio host eat Baker horse. I did poop. not watch the the Eagles fan. You eat didn't horse watch poop. that? I know it happened. Yeah, it was fun. You watched that? Yeah, it was exciting. Big build up. I feel like that's the start of bad habits. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like that's how the bad habits start. Interesting. Yeah. You get, you get a little too into watching that. You're like, eh, then it's a wormhole. Yeah, dark. There's too deep. much available on the dark web to start with that. Once you, know? you get, once you, yeah, the, when, when the videos get off YouTube. Yeah. He's like, okay, oh, let me yeah, stop all this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, eh, you know what? I've seen every bit of this content. Where can I find more? Where's that incognito uh, tab at? Yeah. Oh, what? that's not how you say that. Incognito. I just don't. What? I don't even know. It was an accident incognito tab. Oh, oh you don't use Chrome? Next? You don't use Chrome? Google Chrome. <laughs> oh my God! All right, fun show today. Great stuff. Matt Barnes was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a good good case for making weed uh, legal in professional sports. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to happen in a few years. Seems very chill about it. Uh, well, yep. That's that's <laughs> a, that's another side effect of of the the Mary J. Mary J. Thanks for joining us. As always, make sure you subscribe and uh, leave us a nice little rating Please. and share with your friends. Comments. And like us on all of our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. You can like Newman too. Yes, if you like Newman. Yeah, I wish I could call you Newman. It's weird. I know. Matt weird. Barnes just followed me on Instagram. You feel, yeah, that's exciting. This is exciting moment for you. I mean, I did it on his phone. Though. Yeah. You didn't feel like looking it up. Um, <laughs> at Newman Show 99. And please vote on the new name. Um, yes. Our Prince of Privilege, a.k.a. Heller, our producer, is going to do his job maybe this week. Maybe. We'll see. Eventually. I don't know. When he feels we'll like see. it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and he's going to put up a, a poll to vote for the new name for In or Out. And if you have a, another suggestion mm-hmm. that we find better, we will then skip the poll and use that one because that's what we do. Um, better, but thanks guys. for joining us this week, and uh, we love you. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Oh.